Hey, 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 what's up? It's Anifa Walida. Hey, this is Red Summer, and we are your gay aunties. Hey, everybody. Oh, hey, 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 coming at you. Look at us. Back <laughs> We're in back. action. Consistency, consistency. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, um, every, what, what, what? No, I was just gonna say what the thing is. What's been going on since the last week? You know, we last week we talked about our brother Kanye and mm-hmm. some of the things. You that want our our brother our <laughs> the, the brother no. <laughs> the, the, uh, the the man. We'll have to get into it because if Kanye not the brother, then right after that was. Um, Childish Gambino <laughs> and this mm-hmm, video. The other brother. Oh, right. <laughs> um, is it This Is America? That's the title. Mm-hmm. And I got a chance to see the video, um, but I've been hearing that there's a lot of commentary. Have you seen any of that? Um, yes, I have seen read um, pontificated on uh, <laughs> replied to many commentaries um, around this video. Um, interestingly enough, I found myself more arguing with my own folks. I mean, as in my people, more than not, um, less high-fiving and more picking a part of this artist. And for those who don't know me, I am a big advocate of um freedom of the artist, or rather I'm not really big on critiquing art. Mm-hmm. Reading art is one thing and trying to understand or interpret it for myself is another, but not to critique or trying to break down an art through my own filter is just like, I don't think art is here for all that, but that's just my personal thing. So I was getting into a lot of conversation slash debate slash argument slash whatever nigga. Commentary. <laughs> 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 So that is one of the the struggles that I know that a lot of artists in this time face because there is with along with having this instant access of your art to the masses, you also have this instantaneous feedback, mm. right? Um, everybody has is an art critic at this point. Everybody has an opinion. Everyone is a historian. Everyone is um, a social commentarian. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Immediately- everybody just got shit to say. Yeah, immediately everybody can um, can post to their world, right? Mm-hmm. Their, their feedback on it. I had a conversation, well, not even a conversation. My little brother posted something today about not liking a particular rap artist because, and he, he's been posting about this like for a couple of weeks. And finally I was like, what is going on? Why don't you like this man? And he was just like, cause he don't talk about what's going on outside my daddy's window. And I was like, so pimping and robbing and shooting? Like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> Are you saying you can't like a rapper if they don't talk about what's happening on your, like, come on, y'all. Come on. I need you to stop. <laughs> yeah, so I, and obviously you must like him right. to an extent because you're you're making him beholden to mm-hmm. your wants and needs. So you like him enough because you want him to say other than what he or she is talking about, but what you want he or she to talk about. Right. Right. So I'm saying, because you ain't care about it. You really disliked it. Why would you care? <laughs> Honestly. <Right. laughs> what it talked about. It made it so clear to me that 
a lot of times people want art, like you're saying, just to be what they want to consume. And mm-hmm. no concern for what the artist needs to say, what the process was in creating the art. And so I want to kind of like hear from you some of the commentary that you heard around the video. Um, you, you're starting to hit on something that actually is, is really tender with me. I don't, and I don't want to go on the tangent too tough, but some of the things that I've heard that kind of annoyed me um, was this question on the genius of Gambino, whether he was a genius or not, or a genius yet, you know? Um, and I'm like, First of all, we're all geniuses. Um, the trick is, can you access your genius? <laughs> you know, but we all are basically born with um, some form of genius. Just, you know, some of us access it and some of us don't, you know. Um, and so that was a little bit annoying because people's, because uh, basically it, it was based on what your idea of genius is, you know, um, and when someone should be called a genius. And, and, and quite honestly, a lot of people, a lot of artists aren't called genius until, you know, they flatline. You know what I mean? Like It's always like after the fact that he's a he or she is a genius or we just kind of focus genius in, uh, within one generation as if the next generation can't create their own genius. You know, I've experienced a lot of that just in general. But, you know, so this whole argument of whether he's a genius or not. Therefore, if he's not a genius, this... Um, his art is up to critique. So if he is a genius, then almost like we can't touch him. Like he's Prince or something like that. You know what I mean? Um, And I'm like, going to determine to be a genius is, is now like Kendrick Lamar. Is he a genius now? mm Mm-hmm. Oh, but see, he got a, he got a a pull up, a pull a surprise. Mm -hmm. So I guess, you know, he is, he technically a genius now, but I think a lot of us will agree that he's a genius, but then there'll be some who don't like King Lamar and will disagree. So this whole like slapping genius um, or rather taking genius away from someone because you just simply degree, disagree on whether they're a genius or not, or even better yet, you know, some people are like, oh, people just keep throwing, you know, um, the word genius around and just giving it to anybody. And I'm like, I was like, don't we sound disgruntled this morning? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm gonna keep it real because I've been an artist all my life, so I know how we be, you know. And it, 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 it's so it's, it's just unfortunate because I, I do think that um, I'm not afraid to toss around the word um, genius because I think for me, I'll define genius for myself. I think genius is someone who is able to articulate. Um, uh, something that we all innately understand, but we are just like we look to comedians to kind of articulate like humor is really if you're able to articulate something that we all understand a truth, mm-hmm. but articulate it in such a way that, you know, opens us up or, you know, raises an eyebrow or uh, uh, um, inspires, inspires us in some way, makes us rethink things or whatever, yeah. you know, um, but it is, it, art is nothing but a regurgitation of what we all experience to whatever degree and how someone chooses to regurg- maybe regurgitate is maybe a harsh word, but <laughs> how someone chooses to express what we all are experiencing is their brand of genius. There is no objective genius that we all need to meet. Everyone has their brand of genius. And I personally think that after watching that video at least a dozen times, because I like reading closely at anything visual, that there is genius all up in that video. There's a lot of thought that went into that video 
video. And I appreciate that, period, because a lot of thought usually doesn't go into most rap videos. (laughs) (laughs) It's usually formulaic, you know what I mean? But he basically created an art installation of a video, you know? Um, And so it, it forces you to really not just watch him, but watch what's happening all around him. And every time I watch it, I find something new. So that level of engagement, I think for me, can be, this is a genius work of art. Okay. So I was having, oh, what? Oh, when Beyonce did the Coachella performance. Speak. And somebody, you know, you know, black people love to hate Beyonce. (laughs) They do? (laughs) Yes. yes. What black people you know? Who hates Beyonce? I know a lot of people love to hate Beyonce. But I was. Really, um, I guess most unnerved by a conversation that uh, my students were having about how, well, she only got that because, like, she's Illuminati, right? Oh, my Lord. Are you you freaking kidding me? And I was like, yo, like, I watched the thing. She performed for two hours straight in Mm -hmm. heels sang every song, like sang the lead in every song and danced the lead in every dance. And like, no, but like for two hours and at no point was it like, yo, the thought, the planning, the work ethic, like the tension that went into creating this body of work, like re- it demands this stage, like other artists, like, and I don't know, you know, really all of her work, but like SZA should have that same platform. I don't, I don't know that. Who said that? <laughs> no, but I guess this person really likes SZA and doesn't. Yeah, we always like the new thing out, but the new thing got to pay their goddamn dues. Come right. on now. <laughs> And so I I don't know. I think for me, it became like, are people, do people just like to dislike what people like? You know what I'm saying? Or are we really thinking and putting, um, putting something behind our embracing or pushing away of, mm. of performance, of, of people's crafts? I don't, I don't know. I think like if a lot of people like it, <laughs> then there's going to be the people who like it because other people like it. And there's going to be the people who don't like it just because people like it. I think that there's a lot of people who are going to like this video because there's a lot of hype around it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and not take the time to do what you're saying, like break it down and figure out the nuances to find the historical relevance of the the different parts of it to make those connections or even like read the articles that break it down for you. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And with it being so personal of an experience for an artist, if you make art based on what those reactions will be, then will you ever make art again? Or good art. <laughs> you know, <laughs> then your art is subjective to people's opinions before your art is created. And that just doesn't make any freaking sense. That's not the whole point of art. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, 
I mean, that whole thing, first of all, that concert at Coachella, I've, when Beyonce first started to blow up, I remember a few of my band um, members at the time were kind of like, downplaying her a little bit like you know basically just another pretty girl little pop singer she really doesn't have anything about her and i was like mm, i don't know it's like well i don't let's wait and see this is like beginning like early 2000 beyonce but as as i've um grown to appreciate her even more i remember i saw one of her documentaries on hbo and the thing that clinched it for me where i at that point dropped all any doubt i might have had on the the love, the heights in which she's probably able to, will be able to reach on my level of respect for her is in one of those documentaries, they were showing behind the scenes, the kind of work she puts into her production. So where some people may just downplay her as a, a singer and a dancer, which that in itself is a lot of work. And I'm a little offended as a singer <laughs> that people would downplay someone's artistry because you just see them as a singer and a dancer. If you can practice and do steps for hours upon hours in a day and for days and in, in, in preparation, preparation, the kind of preparation she puts into her her um, show, then maybe we can have a conversation, but most of y'all can't handle mm-hmm. her schedule, her itinerary, yeah. okay? So that's one thing. <laughs> Please, if you're faint after the second rehearsal, whatever. Yeah. But the okay. um, but also, she not only she not only has to do the stuff that she needs to be at, as a front singer, but she knows the lighting grid. She knows um, uh, all the sound design. She has input on all of that. Mm-hmm. And for me, someone that has that level of input on how their show looks, you can easily give it up to a light designer. You can easily give all that stuff up to other team members, you know, to just do it and, and be creative and like, Beyonce is what you're doing. Just, you know, hit your spot there and blah, 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 blah. We got it, girl. No, she's like, no, I want this to happen. And th- I have a vision. And mm-hmm. that is the marker of an artist. I have a vision. And so I'm going to know everything technically I need to know to make sure that vision comes true. And I'm not just leaving it in the hands of any old person. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That is when I said, okay, I got you. Yeah. I will forever respect you, at least as an artist, because you're not just artists on the surface level, as people like to think as artistry, just a surface type of thing. But you know you're behind the scenes stuff. And that is really, Prince was the same way. Michael yeah. Jackson was the same way. They know every ounce of their production. Mm-hmm. And so they were responsible. They owned everything that they give to you, not just the sweat on stage, but every person that's on stage, every instrument, every piece of lighting, every sort of timing, everything, every, all the idea, even the idea in the Coachella um, show with that, where that brass, with that band mm-hmm. of brass, how to interpret all of her songs and using all of those horns. Yeah. I was like, Yo, <laughs> you know the? Do you know the amount of sit down that it takes to rearrange songs so that those horns can be in there like that? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and you you won't know that unless you actually are really in a band or you play an instrument and you can understand what it takes to reinterpret music for a band of that size. Right. Right. So give her her props and shut up with your ignorant ass. I'm so tired of non-artists speaking on art. If you have not been, I'm sorry. This yeah, is where I go no, off because no. I'm like, if you, you know what I'm saying? If you have never been a working artist, like you've been in the on the grind for real, not talking shit about, I, I think I want to sing. No, <laughs> you've led a band. You've done all the real work. 
then we can have a conversation. But I don't like having conversations with people who've never been in a band. All they do is maybe go to shows or whatever. It's like, no, we can't. We're not. We're not peers, homie. We're not peers because you don't know what it is to put it together. So I can't have a conversation with you about the credibility of an artist if you don't understand the creative process of what it takes. Period. Mm. Right. But so social media gives everybody this platform, though. So, Mm. yes, you have never led a band, but the video goes up and there is the comment button. <laughs> or, or have you ever have you ever written a treatment to a video? I would love to read a treatment to that um Gambino video. Mm, okay. Probably don't even know what I'm talking about when I say treatment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now my my stuff is perking up. I'm like, oh the storyboard, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want to see it too now. <laughs> my goodness. Come on, y'all. You know? all I'm saying what am I saying (laughs) because when I watched the video what I paid attention to was what was necessary for the director to make those continuous shots right (laughs) so I'm hello section like identifying as like when the kids come out like (laughs) what angles you have to be in I don't see, like, he's not on the track. So how are they moving the camera back? Like, oh, I wonder what their, like, what their rig looks like. Right? <laughs> so <laughs> I go totally nerd in the middle of the thing. I'm, I know I should be paying more attention to um, the content, right? <laughs> but having transitioned more away from performer into producer, like that's the thoughts that I'm having looking at the exact same thing. I'm right there with you. I'm like, I'm not just looking at the immediate choreography, like those students that were behind him through most of the video, Mm -hmm. even though they as a unit were saying a lot in that dance choreography. One. But then everything that's happening, the jumping, even there's a bit at the end, I caught something new. I was watching it with my homie earlier today is towards the end ish, like before he starts running down the hall where he's like on all the, he's on the top of the car dancing. Mm-hmm. All the cars have hazard, their hazard lights are going on. Like it's all signifiers, mm-hmm. you know, all signals. Everyone had, someone had to think about that little detail that half y'all wouldn't even peep until the 59th time you watched it. Right. Hazard, hazard. Hazard and everything is a is a is a um a sound off on what this country is. That the whole video is a definition of not just how what this country is, what how it became that our part is black people in that, how we've danced through the all the shit we've been through. Mm-hmm. That's why he's always dancing. Yeah. And it's not to play down what we've been through, but how what are the mechanisms? What are the the things that we grab to keep our sanity. Mm-hmm. What are the things that we grab to say, okay, this is happening to me. How do I then, if, if it's, it's happening to my body, how do I embody it mm-hmm. and then express it out in dance? 
Dance is a science. It's not something just, it's not just, you know, you know, getting it up on in the, in the club. You know what I'm saying? Like dance is a science. There was a time like in jazz that the jazz players, they didn't have no music. They was reading it. We just following the ass of the dancer. And that's real. And that's any old time jazz player. Yeah. We just followed the dancer's ass. Boom, boom, boom. They would, the dancer wasn't following them. It was the other way around. So we need to own dance as not some frivolous thing that black people just do. That we learn at the barbecue as young kids. that this is a science. Yeah. <laughs> This is a science, you know. So when I when I saw him dancing and the manner in which he was dancing, it was really, really specific. Yeah. And I was like, oh, he is really going to some old shit. Somebody did their homework. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> How many of y'all do your homework Ooh. when you create any piece of art, or you just go from what you feel in? You you wrote a poem because, you know, your cat died last week or you wrote a poem because you broke up with your girlfriend or your boyfriend or somebody giving you fever. You know, you over there is not really a, a spoken word. It's not so much poetry, but you get on a on a grandstand and just, you know, just bitching basically. Mm-hmm. But how many and I don't mean to be like dissing poets, choirs is kept. I really and I love you, Red, <laughs> but I really have a low tolerance for spoken word. OK. And if you know my history, I have a right to say that. But only because sometimes people get lazy with it. And that's what I'm talking about. It's like, but when you really are in about um, harnessing your craft and really working on your craft, you start to respect what other people are doing. You can more easily respect what they're doing. Like, oh, snap. Okay, so he did this. Also, he must have looked up word. Okay, okay. I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing. And then it inspires you. That's the whole point, right? Yeah. That we inspire each other to make our own kinds of art or expression in the world, right? Well, that's supposed to be. <laughs> I think. I think. Because ain't nobody's art going to hurt you. It may offend you, but you're choosing to be offended. Okay. Oh, stop now. Mm-hmm. Please, so, please. Okay. So, <laughs> yes. I am... Thinking about then, and I might be leading us completely all off uh, into some other things. Bring me back if I whatever. But <laughs> right, but okay. So thinking about what people are offended by, there's mm-hmm. a lot of conversation about like the hypersensitivity of uh, today's society that um, people are so easily offended by so many things that people kind of like are losing their um, their voices or not really speaking authentically for fear of backlash or not you you see what I'm saying mm-hmm. the whole thing um, it is and again, because everybody has a platform to choose to be offended or not and how they, they choose to express that, that um, it's being used to explain a lot of the current um, white fragility that's happening, um, the male fragility that's happening. <laughs> Okay. Like people are feeling isolated from their um, blatant bullshit, I guess, (laughs) the only way because 
a fear of being called out, really. Now, it's not really attacked. And I and even as I was about to say it, like, oh, they'll be attacked for their view. No, they're they're afraid to be called out um and confronted by what they're saying if it's misogynistic or if it's um racist or if it's archaic or if it's you know some phobic basically it it, i think people have givens in their life there's things that we grow up and we have it's like oh that's a given Mm -hmm. and to the point we take it for granted and then when that given is called out what it does is it shake up our it shakes up our whole sense of identity and existence and that's what people are fighting and and that can be of course attached to power they won't say power, but that's what power is. Like I, I feel empowered with a little power I can take from the world as a queer black woman. <laughs> you know, I this I I extract power in different ways. But if someone pushes up against that, of course I'm going to push back. But because I am a black queer woman, I will take a breath and say, okay, wait, let me at least hear you out, because. I would like to be the best person that I can be, you know? So I have very few givens, (laughs) whereas say males or white people or white males or white women, they have more givens that things that they take for granted and it's seated in their sense of power, Mm. you know? And when that is challenged, that is very unsettling. That is, it's, it's disjoining. It's like, you don't, you don't know where your footing is. So you're going to fight. And especially if it's coming from someone that part of those givens is that you don't, feel that that person has enough power. And I, I, I'm, weary, I'm weary to say the word power because it, it connotes something else. But it's, it's, you have to think about like who in your life, no matter who you are, who in your life, even if it's someone that looks like you, who you maybe think less of or you, or you have a low expectation of, okay? And then all of a sudden they come out out of left field calling you out on something, but you for the longest time had a low expectation of them. That's a hard thing to swallow. Mm-hmm. Someone showing you out and you really didn't expect all that from them. Yeah. You expect them to do this, that, and the third, but not do the fourth, mm-hmm. you know? And so that's, that's that fragility because you haven't, you haven't worked that muscle. <laughs> you haven't worked that muscle of accepting other, the way other people see the world and, and your place in it. You just take it for granted your place in it. Am I lying? No. I, I'm it's so I'm so happy that you said it as plainly as you did because I feel like that's becoming a big excuse. Like mm-hmm. excuse for that's a big excuse for Trump. Like, <laughs> like honestly, like people are just like, we're just tired of being told that we're racist every time we're being racist. Like <laughs> Or, you know, all those other things that are happening right now. It's it's insidious in some ways, but it's so plain. Like, and so been there, done that in other ways. Yeah, but we're also seeing the world from our perspective, you know. Um, so, you know, it's, it's harder for others. Uh, so bravo to those who are willing to do that fight and have those conversations with certain folks, you know, that, and again, is a choice. Um, but just back to, just getting back to our thing with, you know, artistry, because that, that, I think that's more about, uh, we're really talking about black artistry, you know, and I, I just want to big up the Millies. That's what I call y'all millennials, because sometimes <laughs> I can't say millennials too quickly. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I want to big up, you know, what a lot of the Millies are doing in the art world, again, you know, being one of them, but, um, you know, we have so many, and we've always had this, but 
there is a certain kind of light that's being shined on this particular generation of artists. And I'm so happy for them. You know, it's like so much brilliance and so much freedom within that brilliance, Kanye aside. <laughs> so much freedom within that brilliance. Oh, that's right. Well, yeah, that's right, isn't it? How old is Kanye? 40-something. Oh, see? See, bro, you you know, you ain't making us look good at all, man. <laughs> Thanks, bro. I really appreciate it. Great. <laughs> well, okay, all right. So, well, there you go. Kanye aside, right? <laughs> anyway, but um, but yeah, but so many brilliant artists—not just music artists, but you know, uh, um, directors, writers, uh, filmmakers—that are one. I would say standing on the shoulders of those who have become before them, and they are leaping. They are fearless. You know, um, they are doing all that they can do in a space that they've been given. And I'm not given by white folks, given by us, mm-hmm. by generations before you. That's right. Go for it. Reach for more. Go higher because there's a generation that's going to follow you and they need to get even higher right. and, be, and, and expand even more. So every generation has to be as fearless as they can be within the context of their time. Yes. Back to our our conversation last time, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because trust me, those who are you know the the, the the millies now, when you guys hit 40, 50 something, and those who are in their teens now will be you know solidly in their twenties doing their thing. Y'all gonna be like, damn, they got mad room to do shit, man. What we used to do in the teens, man, the two thousand teens, man, we had that. Imagine what we could have done, yeah. you know. And it's like, and that's going to be, you're going to be happy for them. Please be happy for them. (laughs) (laughs) You know, because you are responsible for all the freedom that they're allowed. Mm -hmm. Or not. That's a reflection on you. Or or not. Yeah, or not. Yeah. (laughs) You know, (laughs) it's not all good. We do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Before we, I don't know if we left, but I just want to kind of circle back around to Gambino and the conversation that's been happening around um, Blackness in interracial Mm -hmm. relationships. You said interracial relationships? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's another big thing people talking about, you know, that he's some sort of oxymoron because he's known to, for the most part, date white women. I mean, I don't know. I don't know the brother, to be honest with you. You know, um, I haven't even seen him in the picture with nobody. Maybe I'm not up on Bossip like that. But um, it's it's sticky. It's a sticky thing, you know, and it's one of those conversations that you have to kind of tread lightly because I completely understand where, for the most part, black women, even black men, for the most part, saying, well, you know, that nigga, he date white women. So I don't understand, you know, he's all this blackness, but except when he go home type of thing, you know, and I get that. Like I can, I can empathize with, with that because it, 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 that it's a whole, I, I think it's two separate conversations. The conversation of, 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 of someone who they date. Yes, it can be a conversation, but ultimately it's none of our business. We only can just kind of put on what a relationship, you know, how we see it and what we think it's about. But, you know, we're not, you know, we're not up in his home. We're not you know, on his day to day. We don't know what the conversations he had. We only can speculate the conversations he has with his partners, you know, so that, to so that, why I say it's none of our business, it literally is none of our business because we don't have access to that business. Okay. We only can speculate based on, you know, archetypes and stereotypes and things like that. Right. So that's one thing. But to say that because he dates white women, 
He has an inability to express a sense of blackness that we all can relate to, that he can't go deep, that he can't want better for our people, that um, he sees at least this work of art, not all of his work of art, because some of it's a little misogynist, but anyway, mm-hmm. but he, 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 you know, at least this bit or this work of art, he, that came from a place that is just as raw and, uh, and angry and expressive and, 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 the yearning to want to express. I can't even like, I'm, I'm shaking because it's like, I understand that yearning to want to get something out as an artist in only ways that we know how, that that in some way is compromised because he dates white women. I think we need to check ourselves a little bit because what it does is it, it kind of, what you're doing is you're compromising um, what an artist can do because you're holding him against the wall around, around his personal life. And I, I don't think that, is the smartest way to go about it because it's two different conversations, y'all. It's two different conversations. Okay, so I'm going really to push, and this is just because this is a, a situation that's um, near and dear for me. Um, Say an it. artist um, can be brilliant in their artistry in, in one way and their personal lives can affect your ability to access their art, R. Kelly. Um, <laughs> listen, listen, we ain't talk about like illegal. Right, right, right. Like, I mean, you but know, I'm I mean, dating like, a white woman is not illegal. No. <laughs> the line then for people when they're deciding like what their thing is. Like, mm, that's a good um, abusing black women is my line. Like, <laughs> Yes. Like, and I've even had, because, you know, I, w- I became uh, an adult in Louisiana, right? <laughs> in the 90s, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> Which is key because, like, as I'm really starting to, like, go out and party and, like, socialize in that way, I am in New Orleans. Like, <laughs> I'm in backwoods Louisiana. And the the bounce music is is becoming big and... And mystical comes out, and I'm so proud of mystical. Like I love him artistically and, and lyrically. Mystical does time for rape, uh. you know. <laughs> and I'm like, ah, like my whole young adulthood is just like, go, like, ah, and I got access to like. But your music raped us like for t- 10 years already. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> kind of way. Word. And I, I don't know. So I think I have to, I don't know where the line is. I don't know where the, you know, or, or if this is anything that an answer can be given for of how people choose what what and when an artist's personal life will affect their ability to access their work. Um, There are some people who only have black identity um, as their stronghold. And so when things challenge that or contradict that or combat that or do not fit in with that narrative of what blackness is i.e. just like black man, black woman, black children 
Mm-hmm. And so anything I, that doesn't fit in that queerness, um, femininity, uh, <laughs> like all the myriad of things that you can't do and be black because <laughs> the list is extensive. Um, white people is, is, is near the top, right? <laughs> um, of your, your realness. If you are, are mm-hmm. proving your blackness and as people who don't fit into that binary ourselves, uh, <laughs> You know, we have more of a flexibility and more of a sensibility about that. Like, I definitely am not yeah. going to tell anybody that who they can love, right? <laughs> because I don't want anybody to tell me who I can love. Um, but people who aren't experiencing that flexibility only have the rigidness. Like, <laughs> they. Yeah, yeah. And I, I want to be careful in conflating, like, you know, someone's uh, choice to love and someone forcing themselves on someone. Like, I mean, there, I think there is a line of morality. Just, yeah, it's a little, there is a line there. There is a line. I mean, pedophilia and and rape is a, is a clear cut line. It's no really wiggle room around that. I mean, well, even though some people find it. <laughs> but <laughs> that's pretty hardcore as opposed to two consenting adults. Now, yeah, so I just want to be careful, or 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 or, or opposed to someone's um, sexuality or orientation. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like you can't conflate, you know, uh, you know, um, the brothers getting raped in jail. You can't say that is part of homosexuality. Mm-hmm. That's no, that's rape in the story. <laughs> you know what I mean? They ain't got nothing to do with homosexuality. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, you know, so it's, 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 you're right. It's, 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 the lines are there, but I guess it's subjective. You know, there's people that we care less about, so we don't, they're not as important. So if, well, as in black women, so yes, yeah, so R. Kelly can, um, can basically mind fuck young girls and, and, and young people are easily mind fucked. Mm-hmm. Sorry, y'all, <laughs> but you are. And any adult would know that. Okay, that would mind fuck young girl just because the the, the law says the eighteen they're technically adults. They're not. Right. Little science tip: your frontal lobe, which which controls a lot of your decision making, doesn't fully grow, doesn't fully form rather until you're twenty five years old. Mm. Till you're twenty five years old. So when you get older, when you can look about the shit you did when you before you was 25 like oh that wasn't smart at all but it made perfect sense when you was 19 right. though <laughs> <laughs> it made absolutely you will fight to the death it made perfect sense and as soon as you go over the tip and hit 30 you're like that shit i did in 19 was some ass i'm glad i made it out alive <laughs> what was i thinking what was i thinking <laughs> You know what I mean? So let's 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 just act like we know a little bit of something and stop. You know, I feel like we're going on so many tangents. But but, you know, what basically my point being is that people decide on who that they're easily able to dismiss and who they're willing to prop up by all means necessary, you know, and based on however we decide that for ourselves, that's how we make these decisions. It's hard for us to change our mind on that. Because in some way it reflects us. So if we give up on this person because they did this act, or we have to accept that they did this act, 
you know, that means that not listening to R. Kelly or listening to R. Kelly is in some way a bad reflection on me. I'm just saying, I'm not saying it's a bad reflection on you. I'm saying, don't you feel bad listening to him at the mm. time? Like, how how do you not think about these young girls under age and just over age, <laughs> young women that he manipulates and therefore rapes? So I, 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 that's why I, I can't listen to R. Kelly. Mm-hmm. Like, literally, I can't. Because when I listen to music, I go into my world and I dance and everything. But I still have a, a vision of the artist. And I can't look, I can't have his, his, his face up in my head <laughs> when I'm dancing. How do you do that? Absolutely. Oh, maybe that's just me. I don't know. No, I, I agree. And I don't know how people are still playing like his music at proms and like school events and that oh, kind of thing. Jesus. Like, I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> But I, I don't get are it. Are using yeah. coming back to it this genius defense? Oh well, his music is like I don't know. I I, I wasn't a fan, so maybe I'm you know biased. Maybe yeah, yeah, exactly. I wasn't a big R. Kelly fan too, so maybe it's easier for me. Yeah, but you know what I really, mean. Like are still writing on that his music is so phenomenal, and therefore can excuse these other things and not even just excuse it, like attack the women. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Like attack. Yeah. No, no, no. Attack the girls. Yes. You're a girl when you're 18. Mm-hmm. In that, in that case. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, it's all, it all comes in a lot of circles, not even full circles. Like we're in um, the Olympics at this point. With <laughs> the eight rings. <laughs> how many times we can like go around um, these topics. Well, one quick thing, cause I don't want this to be too long, but it's like, gets back to our original conversation around um, what is genius or what is, you know, artistry or good artistry, bad art, <laughs> just a critique of art, <laughs> you know, this idea and I am losing my thoughts y'all. All right. Auntie moment, auntie moment. It just went out the window. Went out the window. Come on now. Come on now. You can do You're it, girl. About, what were you um, thinking? Critiquing. I was thinking. Of, uh, critiquing art. Um. God damn. Okay. Don't laugh at me, y'all. Don't laugh at me. But it's gone. All right. It's gone. <laughs> <laughs> it's so gone. It's so gone. Well, it'll come back either. Before we end this podcast or, you know, when we see you next. (laughs) And that'll be our topic next time. (laughs) When you stop forgetting shit. (laughs) Oh, I guess, I guess all we were trying, I guess, trying to get at with this um, episode was if we have anything in this country, we have a command over culture. There is no um, white music. It's just, just white interpretation of black music. So American music is black music, period. Mm. Okay. So, you know, though we have not been able to monetize, at least as a people, <laughs> this massive hold um, that we have over culture in this country I don't think it behooves us <laughs> to so easily <laughs> dismiss the culture that we produce. 
that I think is not just healthy for us, but I think healthy in um, in helping to recondition this country um, into healing itself from all of its past evils and discretions, <laughs> you know? And though we always, sometimes we say, oh, I don't got no time to be teaching white folks. Listen, we always gonna be teaching white folks by example of just being human. Mm-hmm. It's always a learning lesson for them. That's where they're at. So that will always, and to some degree, be on us, unfortunately. But I say, if that's the freaking case, let's own it, you know, and start really supporting artists that are not just saying, you know, like, doesn't just have to be social stuff that we're talking about. I'm not just saying we want all of the all, all black music to be like socially minded or, you know, um, intellectually tweaked, <laughs> whatever, you know, we still want to shake our ass, but really enjoy this plethora of art that we continue and consistently continue to produce, you know, that, that pushes this country in a direction, whether they want to recognize it or not. We direct the way this country moves culturally. We just do linguistically, you know what I mean? Artistically, intellectually. Yes. Intellectually. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Don't give that to them. <laughs> you know? So I, I you know, I, I, I'm more prone to own and to support, you know, when someone puts that much thought into a music video, you know, and that much in he, the way he embodied his music, how can you not see that and, 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 and respect it for what it is? Maybe you would have created something different. Maybe you would have had 16 bars in those verses. Well, then my nigga didn't make that video, my nigga. Then it's, just a, then it's just another video out there. That's good. Instead of chopping down with somebody, someone else's hard-earned effort and work. You know what I mean? Like, why do that? That makes no sense. Because what else are you supposed to do when you're not making art? Talk shit. Complain. <laughs> <laughs> You're not doing. You're supposed to be critiquing, ain't you? <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, God. I don't know. I mean, we go on and on. Right. About, you you know, we've done. We went on about a few tangents. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Send us some feedback and, and tell us your ideas about what we've been talking about. Yes, yes. And I and I just want to holler at the sister and I don't have my phone. I want to get her name on Instagram. We was having a little conversation with her on our Instagram at um uh your gay aunties okay. where she was she was taking what she was speaking about last uh week we were talking about, you know, grabbing elder and have a elder and have a conversation because they can have have a conversation about, you know, navigating this world as a person of color and she brought up the point that some or maybe one conversation she had with an elder resulted in that elder basically, or she perceived it as the elder saying, you know, don't you be going up against them white people. Mm-hmm. You know, you better respect Bethel. <laughs> 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 and, you know, <laughs> and yes, there are some elders. And basically what I said we was talking to her about was, Yes, that exists. There are some elders that will come out their mouth and say the craziest shit that is heartbreaking. Okay. But when that happens and that's happened to me, I'm like, did she just say that shit? (laughs) I'm like, wow, the trauma. That is a a product of deep, deep rooted trauma. And again, I have to, to some degree, 
not respect it as in like it, but honor that trauma that this person cannot give me what I'm asking for because of the deep trauma that I don't know myself how I would react if I had to experience it day in and day out. So when the elder really comes out of left field and says some crazy, you know, just be quiet so Mazza won't kill you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know that, that the fear in that is experience. It's not weakness. Like the fear in that is wisdom. Okay. For the time. Right. <laughs> like, listen, I I I synced it as Gloria was saying. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oh God. So I wanna, you know, big up big up to that. I was looking up her name. I'm so bad. I'm I'm bad at this show. I just got on the Instagrammies and <laughs> I'm still I'm still fairly new to the Instagrammies. Um and I can't find her. Um but that being said, you can find us on Instagram mm-hmm. at your gay aunties and you can holler at us if you have some comments on our comments. We definitely want to hear it because we love y'all and it's all a conversation, y'all. And I'm so Not a debate. That I learned how to post videos on Instagram because I didn't before. What? <laughs> 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 Whatever, you know, but see, (laughs) (laughs) but I did it. (laughs) That's all right. I'm proud. I'm on Facebook and I'm, well, I ain't gonna say I'm proud. I'm on Facebook, but you know, there's a reason why people are generation on Facebook, Mm y'all, because we just want to talk to our people, honestly. (laughs) 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 We just want to talk to our people. Um, But I am, like I said, I'm about to go watch. Look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me, watch me out. Watch me, watch me work. Hmm. I'm on the Instagrammies right now. And I am, shit, I, I am, which one of you she did on this one? She said, yes, her name was um, Dorisia. I hope I'm pronouncing it right, sweetie. Dorisia 27 or Dorcia, Dorcia 27. Well, I just want to big you up for, you know, speaking your mind and your experience with talking um, with the elders. I hope something we've said or wrote um, on the Instagrammies and the, uh, I'm sorry, now it's stuck in my head. <laughs> or said right here has given you some clarification or just maybe supported your, your where you stand on it or whatever, you know, it's all like, baby, I just want to thank you for having a conversation um, with us. And we invite you all to have conversations with us. And of course, ask us questions um, about life and love. We still here to give some advice if y'all want it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just do it when you're ready. <laughs> we'll be there when you're ready, exactly. And you can, when you are ready, you can holler at us at your gay aunties at gmail.com or shoot, holler at us on uh, Instagram at your gay aunties. Um, it's all good. And with that being said, yes, it's been uh, yes. a great time with you. Yes, always, always, darling, always. All right, y'all, well, here we go. I am Hanifa Walida. I am Red Summer, and we are your gay aunties. <laughs> Peace.